Welcome to the Locals Only Lounge. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, joined again by uh, guest Eric Wilkie. Eric? Hey, Andrew. How you doing? Great, great. And, of course, uh, our producer, John Cross. John, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm actually watching the closing minutes of the possible Monterey Bay upset of San Jose. So I'm a little distracted at the okay, moment. Okay, be distracted. Just tell us when it's over because I know it's almost over. So uh, let us know. Um, I, I, I want to start the this pod uh, by uh, speaking to our, our podcast over. audience. Oh, did they win? Yep. Our Monterey first, first big cup set. Siaha, the one that got away. <laughs> That's right. I'm so glad he's got he's found success uh, up there though. Like that dude was he was awesome. I'm I'm so glad for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is great for him. Um. Anyway, I was gonna say if if you are uh, you know, subscribe to the uh, the Bum TV podcast feed and 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 you're listening to this pod, but you have not listened to the uh, uh, the other pod. I would listen to the. Uh, the the locals, loyal locals podcast loyal locals I, thank you thank you i was struggling <laughs> the loyal locals podcast which uh should be the next in your feed uh listen to that first you're going to get all of the uh details of our upcoming bus trip uh our watch parties and then this saturday's uh home match which uh, thankfully will not be in the sun <laughs> it will be an evening game uh but all of the all of that information is in the um the other pod so uh have a listen to that this of course is the locals only lounge where we are a you know we're letting it all hang out we're le- we're, we're cutting loose um john is not going to rein me in we can just i can just <laughs> ramble about about the the roof slopes of new england uh, to my heart's content uh but that is not what we're going to do um we are going to talk about well, we're going to talk about soccer, football, um, but we're going to talk a little bit about a, uh, a the little reality team that could. Um, either one of y'all, John, Eric, do you want to clue us in to what happened uh, this week? Now, I will say that this is a spoiler for Welcome to Wrexham Season 2, so if you do not want to know what happens in real life uh, and want to wait to find out in, in several months uh, with Season 2 of Welcome to Wrexham. You can do that. Spoiler warning. It's in. All right, Eric, John, one of you, tell me what happened. Uh, I can do it, but Eric, I'll hand it over to you if you would like to go. Well, um, sure. So Wrexham was successful in their bid to uh, move up from non-league football into League Two and clinched this weekend. Uh, I didn't get to see it live, but I did see the highlights because I was not willing to show out 10 pounds to watch it live, but um, it just goes to show uh, the amount of passion that these fans have and their excitement on being able to be promoted up to league two. Um, I saw a really cool video from a former premier league keeper that they were able to bring in uh, because they have movie star money. uh, So they can pretty much, I mean, there is a, there is a feeling that maybe they bought their way into the league, but you know what? All the teams do that, right? If you have the money, you spend it. That's what it kind of comes down to in those lower leagues. But uh, anyway, the video was just amazing. Uh, just watching all the fans and everyone and the players, just the amount of excitement and emotion uh, when the you know final whistle blew and they knew that they had 
secured promotion. It's just really kind of what makes this game so special, right? And that's something that we definitely lack here, which really sucks, in my opinion. But Well, especially at the lower league level. And yes, and Wrexham has certainly captivated American audiences, I would say in particular. And and no doubt to the two owners that they have play a huge part in that. But I think that's part of maybe the appeal or the hook for maybe the non-soccer fans. Probably the soccer fans are more interested in in seeing if the team gets promoted or not. You know, are they successful actually on the soccer field? But talking about its reach, as one of the things we talked about a little bit in the pre-show is, you know, my mother-in-law is interested in the outcome of this, you know, it's, and she's always asking me, how did they do this weekend? She doesn't really want to watch, but she wants to know how they did. Were they successful? Did they make it? So when she found out they did, I, I showed her the highlights and it, it's like a little kid watching just the smile and the excitement and the happiness because of this, this connection she has now to a club in, in a very loose way, but in a in someone who's never really followed sport much and certainly not soccer um all her soccer understanding is from you know passing through the room while i'm watching soccer on television right and then asking some questions um but also as an american somebody who likes big events we'll sit and watch the super bowl you know we'll watch big things even though won't watch any of the other games but this is one of those sporting stories that has reached her right and we talk about the reach and i think that was little bit Andrew what you said before is like what does this mean then for soccer in general in the U.S. the reach of soccer lower league soccer in the U.S. like what what is the long-term impact if anything will this be you know I think one thing that it does is it brings the notion of pro rel to people who don't follow soccer right so promotion relegation uh a European phenomenon uh especially England, where uh, this is the way of life, this is the way of things. I mean, Wales is Wales part of England. I, I, it's it's Great Britain. <laughs> you know, what? I'm just gonna call it Great Britain because uh, it's definitely great. It's definitely the UK. It's definitely Great Britain. So right. we'll just be safe uh, because I don't want to offend any of my. you safe with UK. Offend them, any of my uh, geography heads out there. Shout out. Uh, you're you're latitude, safe with either latitude and longitude, <laughs> folks. I, let's do this. Um, what what it does is it it, it brings the concept uh, it, it it brings it home for people in a way that maybe abstractly like we talk about this concept it, it really doesn't especially if you, if you don't follow you know European football uh, but like the the this this national league they were playing in is like you know a step up from a, like a neighborhood league this was not a big league. It, it, it's deceptive because of the number of people in the stands right now if you go to you go to texas you go to a high school football game there are high school football stadiums with 15 20,000 seats in the state of texas right now that doesn't mean it's a professional sporting event but that's I, that's the nearest comparison i can think about is, is a, a team a club like Wrexham uh filling their stands the way that they do uh but when you watch those celebrations and you watch the excitement of these people you kind of realize like well if this system exists that can promote league winners to the next tier, then the pathway exists for a team to make it to the 
Premier League and eventually compete with your Man Cities and your Liverpools and your Tottenham's and your Chelsea's. Like, like that is not impossible. Uh, I mean, it's unlikely. I think like even with right. rich movie star owners. But guess what? If you have a large fan base in the United States, a, a country where people like to consume and buy a bunch of like dumb shit they don't need, like, hey, you never know, like. <laughs> The revenue, the revenue's coming. People are paying ten bucks, ten pounds, whatever that is, uh, to, to to stream a game, and, and and people are doing that. People are paying it. People are invested, and it's only going to, uh, you know, the the word of mouth is only going to spread. the 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 show, the reality show, um, only has one season so far. Um, this is a, a very famous movie star with Ryan Reynolds uh, at the helm of it. I mean, Rob McElhenney is obviously uh, very famous as well, but I mean. He, he ain't Deadpool, right? So uh, the potential is there for something uh, kind of unique to happen if um, everything, you know, the stars align. It might take, you know, a decade or, or more. But um, as as the, 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 the club has success, it's going to have the revenues. As it has the revenues, it can buy the players. You know, they had to buy – they had to buy players – that were above the level of national league to get out of the national league. Right. So they get to league two. They're going to have to buy players that are above league two quality to get out of league two. You know, they're going to have to finish at the top and, and so on. That's how it's going to go. And and one thing that helps you do that is being incredibly popular in the United States in a way that uh, other clubs can't even sniff. I mean, it, 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 it's there. And, and as they grow in popularity, you're going to have more and more people in the United States being like, why can't we have this here? Why do why does uh, San Jose get to stay in MLS? Um, you know, you, you, why why can't these incredible M- uh, USL teams like uh, San Diego uh, win their way into a higher division? And uh, it's going to put that pressure on U.S. soccer to to justify their um, horrible uh, corrupt uh, system. Erica, I have some thoughts allegedly. to go on that. So, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> I mean, it's not alleged. I mean, there's been there's been investigations and in FBI and all that. So, I mean, corrupt. Eric, do you have any thoughts? Because I I have some I'll follow up on. Well, I, I remember I think it was before the start of last season that the USL president uh, Edwards had stated that the USL was looking into uh, implementing promotion and relegation within USL. Uh, with USL one, League One and League Two and the championship, uh, and also moving to a, a European-based uh, schedule. Uh, we have yet to see that, um, but it is something I would definitely welcome. Um, it's it's but, easy to, to talk about, but I think it's in practice, it's really it's ambitious of them to do it, and, and I'm, I'm, I support it. I would love it, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Right. You have to have the infrastructure for it, right? You have to have the stadium that can support that kind of move. Um, you have to have the owners buy in, you know, and it, it is a risk that they have to be willing to take, right, to to have that threat of relegation. Because as great as promotion is, relegation is, you know, just as bad, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you lose your revenue, uh, you lose your standing, and it, it's harder to get back up to where you were. So it's definitely a, a double-edged sword, promotion and relegation, but it does make it that much more exciting, and it makes all the games matter, right? And it's so against the typical American sports, you know, uh, area that we've grown up with, you know, where teams tend to get draft picks, you know? So, I mean, I, for one, that's why I like watching 
European soccer because that element is there and it's exciting. Like Everton might get relegated this week. You know, a huge club like Everton might not be in the Premier League next year. It's just it's like drama that's it's fun to watch. I mean, not if you're a fan of the team, obviously, but you know, for the uh, for the neutral, it's it's, it's very funny how many Americans are like Everton supporters. I don't know how it happens, but it's very funny that that it I does. Howard and Landon Donovan played there. There's like an American connection. Same as like Fulham is pretty popular. And then I personally, like, I watched Tottenham a little bit before, but when Clint Dempsey was there, I was very excited that I had an American player to root for on that team. So I think that's where the connection comes from, most mm. likely. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if this whole Wrexham story and how this idea of promotion relegation is, is, I mean, frankly, it's being talked about more than I've ever seen. I mean, we talked about the Golazo Network uh, last week, but that was one of their topics. Uh, I hear it on Football Americas almost weekly, right? They're talking about it, but they they are, it's in the conversation a lot more and obviously some heated discussions, but with USL exploring these ideas and they have been saying for about three years, pretty consistently that they are looking into it and they're doing some serious looking into how to do it. I, I don't, I think they want to do it. This is my gut feeling. I don't have any sources here, but I think it's all right. Like we have brought up, how does it work in a practical sense to do it? Because, you know, it, it is one thing to have it. And I agree. And with pretty much everything both of you have said, it makes the games more meaningful. It's, you know, this idea that you can keep moving up the ladder to whatever the pinnacle is, that the, the possibility is there, which is just, it's not. And also, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast, I don't know which one it was recently here in the last couple of days, but I think it was Tab Ramos talking about, or someone that, whoever it was but that I heard was talking about the, um, the, the, the fights that you have all the time, even on the lower end, the, you know, the games are meaningful. You can't have someone, it was Tab Ramos, he was talking about his time at Houston. New ownership group came in and, you know, they were already looking ahead to next season. They were just kind of playing out that season and looking ahead to next season. So everybody there's just kind of, you know, with minimal resources, just rating the rest of the season out. That doesn't happen. Well, I guess it could happen. It rarely happens in promotion relegation because, you know, you got to make a decision. You're, you're either going down or you're fighting to stay up. Mm -hmm. And it makes those games uh, more interesting. I mean, Eric, for you last year with Everton, uh, how, how many of the games did you watch going all the way down to the end of the season and were maybe on edge as you were watching those games, almost like you were if it was a title race? Oh, well, I watched them as a neutral because, like I said, I'm actually a Spurs fan. But just even, like, uh, like I'm not Tom Blick or anything like that. I'm not an Everton fan. So I can't, you know, <laughs> although kind of looking like him a little bit. Um, but, no, even even though I'm not an Everton supporter, I did watch those games because the threat was very real that they were going to get relegated and might even this season as well. And to see them react like they won the league when they uh, staved off relegation, I mean, that's just, you know, it's, fun to watch it, it really is um but you just don't have that with american sports you know it's not the same <laughs> it's like yes we won the first round draft pick <laughs> you know what uh 
I'm also a Spurs fan, but the, the real Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, <laughs> we have secured a, uh, a even chance at, at uh, well, even with the, the bottom four teams at the number one pick. So, uh, Victor Webb and Yama, we are we are here. We're 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 ready for this. Uh, getting a top five pick. Uh, yeah, guess what? Um, it's not as exciting. I mean, it's great if we get them right. It'll be cool. I'll be happy. But uh, you're right. It's 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 totally just. It's totally a different thing. Uh, John, you mentioned the Galazzo Network. I finally uh, caught some Galazzo Network, and uh, wow. Uh, I hope I hope it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> what what like did a, you watch? It was like they have like a four-hour morning show. Yeah, morning footy. And, oh my gosh! And they had like some like uh, who's the guy in DC that was on United uh, Rooney? Was it Rooney? Is he in DC United? He's, He's the, the coach, coach now. now. Okay, so they had him on right, and like. They were not asking him about like the tactics of DC United or like the landscape of MLS. They were like, "Who's on your Mount Rushmore of Manchester United players?" And like, like that's the question you ask the coach of DC United is like, "Is Mount- well, I mean, I mean to be fair, it, it's a morning show, right? I mean, it's like any of our morning shows. It's just around shit. soccer. Who's on Wayne Rooney's?" Uh, uh, Mount Rushmore of Man U players. Who fucking cares? I, I was just like, why is this on? And like, people are like, like you know, okay, sometimes, <clears throat> not often, because we're all very serious uh, fan media professionals, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, there will be like a moment of silence and we all kind of look at each other like, who's trying to talk? Like, that shit's happening like on the air, on the Galazzo Network. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, we're going to watch the highlights of this. And then like nothing happens. And then the, the host goes, or maybe not, and then they just—it's like, oh man, this is like a, like a college media experiment. I, I just, I, it was—it's not a polished product. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's only been a couple of weeks. Maybe I'm being too critical, uh, because that's that's like who I am. I am a critical person who will find fault. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I was very amused. I was very amused, and I was. I was uh, watching it with some friends that were uh, part of like the wedding group that were, were not soccer people. And they were like, what the hell is, what are we watching? What is this? <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's new. They're like, yeah, well, I can tell. <laughs> well, I only watched it the first week. Cause that's when I was on spring break. And I have to say, I enjoyed it. I would agree though. It's, you know, it's rough uh, and they, they need to, I'm sure they'll they'll find their feet as they go, and they're I'm sure they're trying a bunch of things out to figure out what's working and what's Dude, we not should, working. We should tune in at two a.m. and see what they're doing. What are they doing at, at two in the morning on the Galazzo Network? Because it's a twenty-four well, I, hour I, network. I think they're probably just doing replays of games. I feel like right now it's it's morning footy, and then they have an afternoon show box to box, and then maybe they'll give me a I show. Think... Give me your two a.m. spot, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Galazzo Network. I'm ready. Look at me. I got I got the background. I got the microphone. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to come in at 2 a.m. and talk USL uh, and uh, have awkward pauses and uh, flub flub my clips and everything, just like your daytime hosts do. I'm ready. Put me in. Put me in, coach. Let's do this. I'm, all, I'm sorry. I'm applying for another job while we're uh, on the pod. My bad. <laughs> so we we were talking about Wrexham and then kind of not just 
pro rel, but, you know, waving, raising the level of soccer. And we had talked in pre-show a little bit about talking about some international soccer. I mean, we have Wrexham coming this summer to play Man well, to play Manchester United in name. I mean, they're playing their, they're basically a youth team. Um, but you, you've got uh, a game that's, I don't know if it has sold outs, but probably going to sell out Snapdragon. Yo, and... that thing is like crazy. It's like, it's crazy. Of course it's sold out. Of course it's sold out. Every t- but... um, Maybe it's not sold out. Maybe it's all secondary market tickets. I don't know. But those tickets, like the, they were, they were already tripled in price by the time they officially released to the public. Yeah. Eric, were you going to say something? No, I just that it's. I saw that the pre-sale for the Gold Cup actually went, came out a couple of days ago, and even those tickets are insanely priced. I mean, right? Yeah, I missed that. that. I guess I'm not going to the Gold Cup. That that's where I wanted to kind of go to afterwards. So Snapdragon is going to host a semifinal of the Gold Cup, and you know what is is Snapdragon going to become an international summer soccer destination here? Is it going to be a, a a big soccer stadium moving forward? It appears well, so. Know, are, we, are we just in a sweet spot right now? No, we're, we're seeing it right now. Uh, even though, I mean, despite not having a shade, any or, or, uh, some kind of awning or, or any shade or looking like a, a soccer stadium or being a soccer stadium, it is being treated as a soccer stadium by... Uh, you know the, you know by Concacaf and 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 by uh, by Wrexham and Manu and and obviously the San Diego Wave. Uh, so yeah, I think it's um, people know that the soccer market's here. Uh, the San Diego market is consistently among the tops for things like World Cup matches, uh, U.S. soccer. Um, I, I don't know the numbers for Liga Emekis, but uh, clearly uh, Liga Emekis being a bigger league in the States than MLS, uh, I would assume that San Diego is similarly a good TV market for the Mexican Pro League. So I think uh, more and more uh, the powers that be you know, in, in world soccer realize that as they're playing in places like St. Louis and Kansas City and LA that uh, San Diego is a place to to play, and the fact that we got that Wrexham Man U match and it's not up at SoFi, right? They're not playing that match in SoFi; they're they're playing it here, um, which is good for us. And um, yeah, the way I see it, uh, with the World Cup coming in three years, um, with I mean the World Cup this summer. With uh, the rumor, the forever rumors of MLS, which I think the latest is that it's going to be announced uh, this summer or something. Uh, assuming MLS does come to San Diego, uh, you know, especially locally, uh, we already know because we see it when we go to games. You go to the Wave, you go to Loyal. Uh, there's no doubt. You go to you go to Bluefoot. You go to Fair Play. You go to these places that are showing games uh it's a soccer town and 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 people here uh are going to be excited for 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 soccer and you know that is uh without dispute so 
if it's got to be Snapdragon, I guess it's got to be Snapdragon. I'd like to see some shade. I'd like to see some awnings uh, put on that building, some some buttresses and some kind of things above the roof to, to provide shade and, and at least look like a, a soccer stadium. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 that seems to be the venue, seems to be the spot. Can I, can I give my cynical view? Please, please do. <laughs> I'm sure you'd appreciate that. Uh, the cynic in me says that we're getting pumped up with a lot of soccer and international soccer as a lead-in to MLS. That's the cynic in me. That you know what? This is not the... the like Snapdragon's going to be the big soccer. I feel again the cynic in me says the or maybe I put on my tinfoil hat kind of thing, right? That strings are being pulled to get things here to generate buzz ahead of an MLS some kind of announcement. I know nothing along those lines, but just hearing like we're getting a Gold Cup match. We got this like like you said, Manu and Wrexham. Even still with everything, they could probably sell out a significantly larger stadium. Why why did we get that? That's what I keep asking. Why why do we get that? So that's that's a cynic in me. I could well, be totally also... off base and wrong, but that's especially when we hear maybe a summer announcement kind of thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. I'm wondering, you know, who's who's pulling strings where to try to generate buzz ahead of something else. Yeah. I, I heard there was also possibly a Mexico Iceland game happening at Snapdragon as well. Oh really? And, yeah. Rumors. Interesting. So I think And great, you know, if we get more international soccer more. and other things, I'm I'm thrilled that we get that. But again, like I said, the the cynic in me says there's there's strings being pulled to kind of generate some big buzz right now. Yeah, but I hope I'm, I'm actually wrong. looking up gold cup prices right now. Let's see where we're at. Uh, oh, you can get fifty-five dollar tickets in section two thirty-six. Where is two thirty-six? Um. So, have either of you guys attended a match up Snap Snapdragon? Because I haven't attended anything at Snapdragon yet, so I don't know what any of the seating arrangements are really like in terms oh, that of is, experience. Yeah. That is back corner at the top. Mm. Yeah, I've heard it's nice. I heard parking is forty dollars, which is. Ugh. I thought it was but, thirty. Uh, uh I, I'm not sure because, like I said, I have not been. But the last I saw, someone had said it was forty dollars to park. Um, but I heard that once you're actually inside the stadium, it is a nice venue to watch a match. But uh, that parking price is uh, a bit steep. <laughs> Maybe take right, the trolley in. Right. And it's going to get not worse in the sense, I mean, maybe the prices go up, but eventually, you know, as, as we go through a decade or so of building out and stuff, they're not going to have the parking that they have at the moment. Like that, that's not going to exist forever. Right. So I'm sure the encouragement is to use mass transit, which I'm all for. Um, but then, you know, you need to have easy, easy access from other places to the mass transit to get to the stadium. So do either of y'all know, so about this gold cup thing, like, is there a chance that the U S team is playing in the semifinal or is it 
I, I don't even know how the tournament is arranged. Would it be Mexico? The, I know they want a U.S. Mexico final, so they'll probably be on different sides of the bracket, right? If right. if they both win their group, they'll be on different sides of the bracket. But they have already announced that they will make the announcement of who's in or which semifinals and where they're going to be played are after the group matches. So Jason clearly, is saying it will be the U.S. It will. It will likely be the U.S. if we're on opposite sides of the group because they're going to send Mexico to Las Vegas to fill up that stadium, mm. right? Because they, they will fill up that stadium. But if we meet in the semifinals, then we're probably still Mexico and the U.S. over playing in Las Vegas, and then San Diego will host the other semifinal. But they're mm. going to wait and see how the group stage plays out before they announce which path is going to be where for the semis. I really doubt they have Mexico and the United States playing a semi, though. Right. Well, right. they could, depending how they finish in the groups. Now, if they each win their group, then they'll be on. You don't think that Concacaf, uh, being the uh, white glove organization that it is, won't put their <laughs> thumb on the scale to make sure they get the well, final they, they want? I mean, they it's all arranged, so you can see depending on who finishes where, what the pathway will be. So, if they both finish first or both finish second either one of those, they'll be on mm-hmm. opposite sides. But if one finishes first and the other finish second, then they're going to be on the same side. Mm. Huh. But that's, you know, the same thing with Canada, right? You know, is is the same kind of thing. So we would meet up, I think, with... And I think that would make for... If we all finish first, I think it's Canada that we meet up with. I hopefully... Someone in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're in Group A and Canada's Group D, and I think that's the two sides that we would we would kind of meet up together if we both made it through, you know, as expected. But we'd meet up in the semifinals. I think that'll be a tough match. You know, Canada's got a pretty good team, which is good. I'm glad we have other strong teams in Concacaf. Yeah, only make all of us better in the long run. Yeah, right. Hmm. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. These pro- tickets are expensive. I don't know. <laughs> How bad? How bad you want to go to one game, especially not knowing yeah. who it's going to be? I think I'll be saving it up for the World Cup. <laughs> is it really just the? Is it just the one game that's going to be played here? At Snapdragon, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, all the prelims are like in lesser cities, which is every other city. okay well uh yeah it'll it'll still be uh i don't know i I, like jason in the chat is saying you know uh you know before snapdragon uh qualcomm was a destination for international games the u.s team so you know it might not be as bad as just they're they're trying to grease us up for the uh the good old mls um San Diego FC announcement. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine FC San Diego? Maybe they'll mix it up and put the FC in front, huh? Woo, <laughs> fun. They'll, they'll do like Miami and string a whole bunch of stuff. We'll get Enter. We'll get FC. We'll get yeah. <laughs> Atletico. Right. Oh yeah, uh, San Diego Athletic. Can't wait. <laughs> Atletico San Diego FC. No, oh my there goodness. Go. Yeah, it just keeps getting better the more we the more we do it. 
But yeah, it, it, you know, I think that uh, whatever happens with MLS, uh, the the World Cup in 2026 is really you can just kind of see like the pieces be put into place, right, to kind of get this market ready for that that World Cup. Um, you know, the the reality shows that's you know that's all fine, but like the other stuff that's happening, I think is is really the the main course. You know, uh, getting over the next few years i think we're going to see more and more kind of soccer content be pushed to our various you know streaming services uh because everything is is content so i would think you know more or better produced reality shows like uh like the one that hbo does with the nfl the uh, the 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 preseason show that they do hard knocks uh yeah which is, I think, done in coordination with NFL Films, which is really good. Uh, you know, well, I think kinda, we'll just, they kind of have go, that already with Amazon, right? The All or Nothing series. So All or Nothing is not. Uh, it is like the clubs seem to have too much influence over All or Nothing. Uh, like editorial control, you don't get the bad, you don't get the ugly. You just get kind of. It, it seems very. I don't know, by omission, I don't feel like you're getting the full story as some of the more like editorial, editorially independent kind of like documentary teams that have filmed, uh, filmed, you know, teams like that. The, the all or nothing is very, I, I don't know. I question how much independence those, those, uh, the people that make that show have. Oh, okay. I, to be fair, I have not watched any of the hard knocks. Uh, documentary so i don't have anything to compare it to so i'll take your word for it (laughs) compared to all or nothing uh i mean so like even like when i'm like i don't watch nfl football but i will watch hard knocks because it's very compelling like they find the storylines it's it's well produced the the camera the the shots that you get it's a very good like reality sports show um whereas all or nothing i think i watched the man city season and i watched uh I think that's the only one that I watched. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's it's I, I think I watched some of the uh there was one about Sunderland um that I I watched and and yeah. I didn't finish. Uh then oh gosh, I think there's another did you watch one too. The one? There's a weed one as well. I, I did not watch Lee. I I watched part of it. But I didn't watch the whole thing. Um this is before you know our American heroes all signed with leads so I, I should probably revisit it but I don't think they're doing so well this season uh, not, not so well and it's not Tyler Adams fault I will just say that dude that dude plays his ass off well yeah that's why they're struggling he's hurt yeah yeah and then they're trying to make Weston play his role and that's not what Weston does he's not a six mm-hmm. so putting him in a double pivot just is not his skill set, even though at Schalke he used to play all over the place. But I think he's better suited as an eight. But mm. I would guess. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is that though? That's actually interesting. Why is what? Why the eight good. over the six for for Weston? He's Weston's just a box to box player. He he's good at arriving in the box at the right time on a cross. I mean, that's, you look at his goals that he scored in Champions League for Juventus. It's off a, you know, a corner kick or a free kick, gets his head on the ball. He just knows how to 
be in the right place in the right time. He just defensive uh, acumen is not as strong as Tyler's for sure. He's more of a little spark plug, kind of make a, make a good tackle here and there or make a dirty tackle and piss them off. Right. And then his passing isn't the best, but he's more of an energy player in my opinion. I mm. mean, I could be totally off base, but that's just how I see it. <laughs> but I do like Tyler Adams a lot. Uh, he's definitely a linchpin for the men's national team at this point, I think. We don't yeah, have anyone who, sure. who plays, but he who does what he does for sure. When he's out, no, you definitely know it. He's my he's my MVP for the U.S. team for sure. I'm a big McKinney fan, but he's uh, kind of hot or cold. He either plays really well or he's not not so well. But yeah, he's definitely yeah. not suited to be a six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Do we have any uh, other pressing lounge business to hit? No other pressing lounge business. I, I just will make a quick comment um, to get your guys' thoughts of our potential, since we're talking about soccer and, and the stadium, of, of our summers coming up. Like we got Copa America next summer, right? And we got the World Cup coming in 26 and possibly the Women's World Cup coming here in 27 with the U.S.-Mexico joint bid that they're doing. And then in 28, we have the Summer Olympics. So... If they do it like they did the Summer Olympics um, back in 84 when LA hosted them, um, which I think was was a huge push for soccer, especially in Southern California, because there were some fantastic games and uh, different venues. But it's likely that San Diego would host quite a few venues because they, well, they might now with the other stadia they have in LA have enough that they can do locally, but I, I could see us getting either some group stage matches or something um, in men's or women's or both for the summer Olympics in 28. So I think we have a lot of good. Is that an know, LA potential. summer Olympics? Yes. In 28, there'll be an LA. Yeah. Mm. I think it's Paris in 24. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I'm I'm not a big Olympics head. <laughs> it's it's too much, man. Like I'm so confused. I don't know what time it is. It's on the other side of the world. They're 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 running the race at night, and then in the states, you're watching it at 7 p.m. But you already know who wins. <laughs> it, it 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 kills it for me. But so having it in the same time zone will be beneficial because you know I'm much more likely to care when I don't know the result. When when they had the 84 Olympics, they did a few things in in San Diego. I know they did some equestrian stuff in, in Rancho Santa Fe, you know, um, and well, dressage and bringing it to things. the people, you know, you know, right. Dr yeah. <laughs> that dressage horses, uh, uh, in Rancho Santa Fe, real, really reaching out to the community. there. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it would be cool. It would be, I mean, anything's possible. And especially if, uh, you know, there's this other, uh, soccer stadium development in the, in the rendering, I don't even think there's a rendering yet. Like that's how how fresh this thing is. The the Chula Vista Bayfront MLS Stadium. Oh, right. I don't know if this is just something somebody uh, wadded up and put inside of a, a bong and took a big rip and, and decided that <laughs> this is something to talk about, or if this is a real, or this is a real thing. I know, uh, uh, you know, uh, our our friend and, and brother over the Chavos, Ad Adrian works uh, for the port and, and 
you know, he told me a while back, like the stadium thing is real. Like this is something they're really trying to do. So uh, maybe it's not just another uh, San Diego special where they, you know, produce a pretty rendering and never build anything. But uh, the notion that another stadium could be built, uh, this one on the Chula Vista Bayfront, uh, an MLS specific stadium to challenge uh, Snapdragon as the soccer home for San Diego. Uh, I mean, gosh, I, I think that is a, if you're talking about hypotheticals for soccer in San Diego, that is the better, the better, you know, proposition to have that other stadium or an actual soccer specific stadium with some shade and maybe some character be nice, not just surrounded by asphalt. Yeah, that would, it would be nice. I I would have very mixed feelings. You know, the, the soccer part of me would, absolutely love to see a soccer specific stadium here in our county somewhere that could actually you know host some some top level teams you know our our own club teams here from from San Diego but the um Escondida in me thinks oh Chula Vista god that is it's a nice man you now. just move down here bro it's great it's great look at this you can put your scarves up just like me, yeah. bro. It's, it's great. It's <laughs> you. I think. I think if if they build the stadium, you're just going to have to move. I think that's the. Yeah, that's that the... that's going to have to be the solution. <laughs> <laughs> I even me, man. I'm 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 trying to move to the west side of Chula Vista. Like I'm, I want to move over there. So, yeah, we're all going to have to move to be closer to soccer if it happens. But I, I got to, uh, of course, uh, put the, you know pee in the weedies a little bit because there's a lot of things that get talked about and a lot of possible things to build and and drawings and stuff but until that's why even now when i look at snapdragon i'm like i can't believe they built that fucking thing i can't believe it got built i can't believe it got built in under five years it was it's wild It, it is for us to actually us being san diego to actually get something done wasn't happy with the way it was done. That's a whole different story. But it got built, <laughs> and there's something there. And it is quite impressive that something actually got built. Yeah, so yeah. The I rendering. To, I have to hand the, it to them on that end. We they, see they so many renderings, done. and to see an actual building, it's it's. Every time I drive by it, I'm like, man, I can't believe that's not just a drawing. That's actually there. Right. <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, I, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I think that's probably a good place to uh, to peel off. Uh, Eric, where can where can people find you? On the Discord at Eric Wilkie or on Twitter at Eric E. Wilkie. And John, where can folks find you? Uh, also on Discord at John Cross, and that's pretty much it for the social media that I do. <laughs> oh, you got to come on a, to Twitter and, and watch it burn down with us. We're all uh, having a, a well, grand I, old time. I do have Twitter for my soccer shorts, but no, no personal stuff. It's 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 been a wild place the last week. Ever since they uh, they nuked all the all the actual blue check people, and it's only like crazy like Elon fanboys and crypto dorks and like scammers uh, with verified check. It's it's such a weird, it's such a weird place to be and like to read a thread now. It's so weird because. Like the the check market moves 
all of them to the top of the replies. So like you'll look at a tweet and then like you read the replies and it's all these fucking weirdos. It's all these like people with like 20 followers. <laughs> it's so weird making the worst jokes, posting like the scalest oldest memes uh, or saying the most obvious jokes like, oh, that's what she said. And they're like, it's like, wow, what the fuck is going on? Who are these people? And then you scroll down and then you get to like the real like people who, who aren't verified. Uh, it's so it's just such a weird 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 place um yeah but it's it's actually it's been very uh the, some of the funniest uh things i've ever seen have been also in the last week uh allegedly elon musk has a has a a fake has a, he has a sock puppet twitter account that people think they've unmasked oh, it's just such a weird <laughs> It's a weird place. I spend too much time there. Uh, and you can join me. Uh, I'm there at Andrew P. Dyer. Uh, watch it burn down with me. Also on the Discord and um, in 109 all the time. You can find me there. Come say hi. Uh, and if I uh, ever turn around and yell at people to watch the capo or to get loud and we make eye contact, remember, it is not you. <laughs> it's not personal. I'm not telling you. It is a general Everybody, let's get loud. I, I made eye contact with somebody Sunday, and I feel bad because I feel like they think I was yelling at them. And like I don't know who it is, I can't remember. But I remember like somebody like looked at me, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm like yelling, but I'm not yelling at you." But I can't like do that in the middle of like this section, right? So anyway, okay, yes. Uh, so <laughs> this has been the locals only lounge. Uh, thanks so much. We'll see everybody here next week. All right, bye.